Hey, hey, Firestarters, you are listening to episode 227 of the Females on Fire podcast with our guest, Amanda Clark. I'm really excited about this episode because Amanda was actually an 18-year-old teen pregnancy statistic who ended up losing herself in motherhood and really started wearing taking care of everyone else like it was a badge of honor. She finally just said, no, I'm sick of it and dove into entrepreneurship with photography and over the years has pivoted and evolved her business and is now an entirely new woman after diving headfirst into breathwork. So she is a breathwork facilitator and she helps moms empower themselves through the breathwork method so that they can become the mom that they want to be and create a life that they love with kids in tow. So I'm so excited because that's exactly what we're diving into today with this episode. We're getting into breathwork, how it can help your life, how it can help your business and why you need to stop saying should and stop looking at the way you think life should be and instead dive in and start taking action on your dreams. So are you ready? Let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey there, gorgeous, and welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, the place to be if you're an audacious dreaming woman ready to ignite your influence, burn your limitations, and spark your success. I'm your host, motivational speaker, marketing coach, and Dr. Pepper lover, Haley Luckadoo, and together with the most incredible women I can find, we're going to bring you the best business and personal growth advice to help you create a profitable biz and step into the highest version of yourself. So welcome to the club, Firestarter. Now let's start turning that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Are you ready for a revolution? It's time to shake up the industry a little, and girlfriend, you're going to want to be a part of this. The Females on Fire Conference is headed to Dallas, Texas, August 7th and 8th of 2024, and it is a conference like no other. We are so tired of stuffy business conferences or motivational speakers that don't give you any actual depth. So we're bringing together over a thousand women, a fire speaker lineup, and some fun twists and surprises for two action-packed days that will change your life and your business. It's time to ditch the drama and the struggle, get aligned and profitable, and unleash the audacious dreamer and impactful doer inside of you. And with tickets that start at only $97, we're making sure that you can get yourself in the room. So save your seat at the revolution by heading to femalesonfireconference.com and get ready for two days of business, personal, and community growth like you've never seen it done before. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast. Thank you for being here. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I know this has been a long time coming. I am <laughs> so freaking excited to be here and chat with you. You're always so fun to chat with. So thank oh my you gosh, for having you're me. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. I love chatting with you too. And such a long time coming um, for you guys <laughs> listening. I've been meaning to have Amanda on for like, what, like a year and a half now. And every yep. time I see her, I'm like, I haven't forgotten except, you know, it just, I did sort of forget. I didn't, but I did. <laughs> So it's yep. been crazy. We finally have her here. I'm really excited. We're going to get into a lot of stuff about 
breath work about how to stop saying should and start taking action in your life and in your business and all of these amazing things. But before we do that, Amanda, for everyone who doesn't know you, give them the backstory, give them the details. Like what's your entrepreneur journey been like? Just tell them who you are. Yeah. Well, this started as a 18 year old teen pregnancy statistic journey and me thinking my life was basically over. I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's society or what, but it kind of growing up, we were kind of taught like, oh, if you get pregnant as a teenager, just your life is over basically is kind of like the hidden message there. And so I did, I got pregnant at 18. I had my first when I was 19 and I tucked myself up on a shelf. I just thought, okay, I have to take care of everybody else, forget my dreams, forget what I wanted to do in life. I actually think at one point, I remember somebody in my family (laughs) saying that like, well, now it's time to take care of other people and, you know, everything that you wanted to do, you got to kind of like put that up. And I really took that to heart. Mm -hmm. And so the first several years of our marriage, they were a struggle. Like they were not fun. I was super overwhelmed. I was frustrated. I was taking care of everybody else. It was like the typical 50s scene, right? The husband goes to work to provide (laughs) and the wife's like at home taking care of literally everything else, laundry, making sure the house is clean, a hot meal's on the table when he gets home. And finally, after we had, it was our third baby. I remember sitting there on the floor and like, I had kids crying in my lap and I was crying and I was like, I am done. I just, I cannot live this way anymore. And I think it also stemmed from childhood. You know how you have these big dreams as kids and then they sort of like get out of you, like (laughs) as you grow. So it was kind of like that. It was like, you know what? This isn't what I signed up for. This can't be what life is all about. And so I had just always been the girl with the camera in my hand. And so that was like the start of my entrepreneurial journey. I started taking a little photography class and I finally just dove in. I dove into personal development. I started journaling. Um, I know I talk about this a lot of other places, but like my Nana had given me a journal one year and she had tucked a little magazine article in it that was all about how journaling is actually so good for your like mental health and all of this. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll start there. And I ended up hiring my first business coach like eight years into my struggle to get my photography business off the ground. And that's when things really started to take off because I used to be like the, I called myself like the reactive mom, but I was just like reacting to the way that life was. I was reacting to my kids. I yelled a lot because I was so overwhelmed and frustrated. I felt really stuck in my circumstances of like not having enough money, living paycheck to paycheck. And I remember like before when I would look into courses or like hiring a coach, I'd be like, (gasps) Do you know how many months of groceries I could buy with that or how many boxes of (laughs) diapers? Like that's where my mind was at. And finally, I just hit this point where I was like, something has to change because I'm not going to live my life this way. And so photography started to take off. But by this point, I was super burnt out. I went a few more years. I actually just barely, let's be real. I have a session next month, but (laughs) I did cut most of it out. I've only done a few sessions so far this year and the year's almost over. So like we're making progress, but, um, (laughs) then once I like hit this point in my business where 
the coach was like incredible. It was incredible having my first experience with a coach. And I was like, okay, I need all the things. This is when fast foundations came into play. And I joined yes. the final round that Chris and Lori did. And after that, I ended up hiring a sales coach and jumping into like this small little mastermind and then hiring another coach. And pretty soon I had lost touch with myself because I was like listening to everybody else. And I was starting mm -hmm. to feel that same sense of like overwhelm and frustration and not moving forward yeah. because I had too many voices in my ears. And so then I joined a mastermind that was like a terrible fit. It was a really high pressure sales call, like just wasn't what they said it was on the call and um, just didn't feel really good. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not joining any other programs. I'm going on a healing journey. I'm finding my way back <laughs> to me. I took the summer off. And at the end of September, I got a phone call that my dad had been hit by a car. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Like, I still try to think about it now. And I'm like, what brought me back to breath work? Like I had heard of like pause breath work, Samantha Skelly, and I found myself on her website and I booked a call. Don't know why I booked a call. Don't even know what I was booking a call for, to be honest, because I didn't <laughs> even know their certification program was open, but I got on the call with Megan. She's adorable. And it just felt like a full body. Yes. Mm, and yeah. I joined on a Friday. The program started Monday. My dad passed away Wednesday and I was already registered for this healing retreat that following Saturday, just like right after a few days after he passed. And I was like, you know what? I just believe in like the synchronicities. Like, yeah, there's a reason why I registered for this retreat clear back in March. And so I was like, I'm going. And I went and I experienced my very first in-person breathwork session. And I was already emotionally just cracked wide open, but it cracked me open so much more. And that is when I started to realize like the true power of breath work and going through my dad's house after he had passed and seeing all the mindset work he had been doing, all the programs he had purchased, all the journals, the notebooks that he was just like Aww. working through and realizing even as he was dying, he was still apologizing for being a shit father. That's what he kept saying. I'm so sorry. I was such a shit father. It was like, he could not forgive himself and he couldn't get past it. And what I realized in that moment is that we, we cannot mindset or I call it logicizing, but we can't like logic our way, oh logic our way out of everything. We have to bring in a somatic practice, which is what breathwork is. And Breathwork has like completely changed my life from that moment. And so Amazing. here we are now doing life coach, helping moms stop shooting and become untriggerable and <laughs> a complete shift. Oh my gosh. That's so wild. It just, oh my gosh. So many parts of that that are so wild. I'm obviously so sorry about your dad like that. I just, I can't imagine. And that sucks so much, but Thank you. the, just the like serendipity. And like you said, synchronicity of the fact that you booked that retreat when you did. And, you know, the, the feeling of like signing up for that, that call and not even really fully knowing what it is that you're signing up for, but you yeah. just feel so pulled to do it. And then it's that full body. Yes. And I totally like know what you mean. And I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs have had that feeling about something mm -hmm. and, it it's like, it's so scary to lean into, but it's also like, you yeah. know, it's so right. And those are the things that just like set you on such a new path and change your life and change your business and all of the things. Yeah. Um, 
but it's so wild. I think we, I I'm really proud of you. And I want to just kind of like give you that accolade of like, it's amazing that you had that moment, you know, sitting on your floor crying with your kids, just like, I'm done. Like, I, I don't want to do this, this way anymore, because I think a lot of people, and I feel like that's why a lot of people jump in as entrepreneurs sometimes is just, we have that moment with whatever it is, you know, for you, mm-hmm. it was dealing with teen pregnancy and kind of getting lost in that for a while, for many years and, and building your family for other people. It may be something different, but I think we all kind of have those things where we, we really lose ourselves and we yeah. feel really limited and really restricted in our own everyday lives. And a lot of people can't pull themselves out of that. And, and they don't have that moment of just saying like, I'm done, you know, and actually following through and and being able to do something about it. And so that's something you should be really proud of, you know, because now look at what you've done and look at what you've built and what you're building and what you're creating. And, you know, it's just cool. It's been cool to watch you. We met in fast foundation. So Mm -hmm. that was years ago and it's been cool just kind of to watch you, you know, pivot and, and find that groove since then that, that is so perfect for you. Thank Um, you. (laughs) So it's just, it's really cool. And you should be really proud of that. Thank you so much. It has been, it's been a long time coming. It's been a long journey. That's for sure. Yeah. I think those are the best ones though, right? It's just like when you don't know where you're going and you have no idea where you're going to end up, but you just go anyway. And yeah you figure it out on the way. And I, that's all entrepreneurship is, you know? So, oh, yeah. um, and I know like I've made a million pivots at this point, yep. you know, and I, I think that's all of us. It's just like, you know, it, you do, you get kind of sick of your life the way that mm-hmm. it is and you want more or you feel like you're really called for more. And so yeah. you start a business and then you have no idea what you're doing. So it's just like, Oh, <laughs> I'm going to try this for a while and figure it out and see what works. And maybe it was the thing that you were supposed to be doing all along. And maybe it was just the thing that launched you into the thing that you were supposed to be doing all along. So it's just this like constant evolution of finding who you are and then, you know, like figuring out how to run a business and, and pivoting and doing, and just constantly doing that over and over. But I'm also really proud of you just for having that moment of like, because like I buy into a lot of coaches and masterminds and do all the things. And I'm a big, um, you know, advocate for getting yourself in the room, but I've also experienced that where it's like, okay, I've gotten myself in the room so much that now I can't even hear my own voice. So can you talk about that for just a second? Like, what was that? (laughs) What was that moment? Like where you were just like, I, can't even hear how I feel anymore. And I need to take a step back. And how did it feel when you like released that? Like I have to be in the room kind of mentality. Yeah. Um, I think it started out as like FOMO. (laughs) So like, yeah, fast foundations was ending. And I was just like searching for that next thing. And I mean, this was before I knew like Jim and RT were buying it, but like I was like, okay, what's the next thing? So then a couple of people, they were like, oh, hey, I'm starting a small mastermind. Or like there was one coach and I actually had her on my podcast. Um, it was Jillian, but she 
was a very, yeah, she was a very first sales coach that I hired. And so she was kind of my first step in. I had her on my podcast and then I was like, tell me about your coaching (laughs) (laughs) because my brain was already like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And so jumping in, I think for me, it's almost like I hit this point where I just like have no more capacity because I tried Mm. keeping like Jillian stuff. I was like, okay, only sells. And then the little mastermind I was in, I was like, okay, I'm only going to talk to them about this. And then like the other thing I was like, okay, I'm only going to talk about this. And I was like trying to keep every little piece of my business, like separate between these coaches and it just doesn't work. And so then I just finally, because then it would start to bleed in to like the others. And I'd be like, oh, but this coach said this and this coach. And here's the thing about coaches is one, they do not tell you what to do. Like Mm -hmm. if it does not feel good to you. So something I was also doing that I recognized was like putting my coaches up on a pedestal while they've had like this amazing success. Right. And so then I was like people pleasing my mentors instead of being like, you know what? That actually doesn't feel good. What's, what is an, let's brainstorm some other ideas. Like I just didn't, I was such a people pleaser still a little bit. Like when it came to the people that I hired, cause I was like, oh, I'm going to pay this money. I'm going to listen to them. And that's just not how coaching should be. Because if you're not building a business that feels good to you, it's not going to work for you. There is no cookie cutter method to get to six figures. There's just not right. And so I started feeling that overwhelm creeping in. I started feeling really frustrated. I had zero clarity. I was super lost at like where I was going and I sort of do this. And then I like hit that breaking point and I like draw the line. So same thing with the kids. It's like, I can feel it coming. And then I'm like, okay, no more. But it's like, I know what to do all along the way. Like I know what I'm doing. You know, you have that little inkling of like, Hey, like you're, sure. you're doing this people pleasing thing. And <laughs> so <laughs> I finally finished out my contracts with most. Um, I mean, I finished paying them obviously. So don't, th- I didn't like <laughs> bail. I know that's been a thing in the coaching world, <laughs> but, um, I finished out my contracts with most of them. Some of them, I just quit going to the calls. Cause I was like, this actually isn't serving me well. And I hired a mindset coach for like a six week reset. Um, and that is kind of like what really started to launch me back into coming back to me is I think a lot of times we think that we have to do more, right? We have to do more to get more, to have more, to be more. And that was the point that I had hit. I was trying to do all the things I was trying to listen to all the coaches and like implement and put the strategies in place and do all of this, but I was never getting quiet with myself to just listen. And so I knew that's what it's Andrea, but like the mindset coach would do. Yeah. And so she brought me back to me. She brought me back to like being quiet with myself. And then it was like a conscious decision after I did that with her, that little six week sprint. That's when I was like, okay, I'm not doing anything through the summer. And I read a few, okay, I am not a super woo person. So like back to the breathwork (laughs) thing too. Like the only reason I jumped into that was because it was like science backed, but Mm -hmm. I read Gabby Bernstein books through the summer, did all of the little exercises in the books and just really started to figure out who am I? What do I want to create? What do I want to bring to the world? Um, 
started therapy, which has also been so incredible because I'm now seeing how past patterns like from childhood are also playing out in my business. So it's a really cool combination, but yeah. And then breath work just shifted everything for me. Like diving into that was probably the best thing I've ever done for myself. And it just really brought me back home. Like that's the only way that I know how to say it is that breath work just allows not just me, but like anybody doing it, it just allows you to bypass that logical mind. That's like, it has to be done this way, or it should look like this and just tap into you. And that's where I really came back to me was through breath work and listening to those little inklings I'd get. And now here we are. And I'm Mm, still, still learning to trust myself again. Like that's definitely not a perfect practice, but just like trusting that I've got my back and I can do this. For sure. It's a process and it's a long process. And one that I think you have to go through like several times in your life, you know, like it's not always perfect. Even when you get it, you'll lose, you might lose it eventually, you know, like you, you constantly kind of have to keep refinding yourself, yeah, you know, and recentering yourself in your life. Yeah. So I, I get that. I totally get that. Let's, let's dive into that now that you were back to breath work and you brought that back up. Um, you said it feels like it it felt like coming home and I love that. That's such a beautiful like way to put it. Um, but will you tell everybody really quick, number one, what is breath work like Mm -hmm. at its core, just for the people that don't know. Um, but then kind of get in a little to like, how are you really utilizing this practice? I know you kind of already hinted a little bit at, you know, how it really changed your life and how it just like helped you find yourself and recenter you, but how are you now utilizing it? you know, in your daily life, in your business to really like stay centered and, and really like listen to that inner voice that you have that, that knows what to do inherently that Mm -hmm. sometimes we have trouble listening to. Yeah. So breath work is essentially it's a somatic practice and it's where you do a breath pattern and it hyper oxygenates basically your body, your brain and everything. And it just helps you basically bypass the conscious mind and get into your subconscious and just be able to kind of let go of the things that we try to logicize our way through and tap in. And I always just like call it the truest essence of you because a lot of times we'll have this idea pop into our head and then logic likes to creep in. Right. And it's like, well, you can't do this because of this, or what about this? And then we start to talk ourselves out of it and Mm -hmm. breath work helps you be in that space of visualization. I do a lot of visualization with my clients. I know everybody kind of does breath work a little bit differently, but um, I do a lot of journaling, visualization, and then tapping into how you want that to feel. How do you want your business to feel? How do you want your life to feel? Because when you tap into the feeling that kind of creates the vision for how it's going to play out. And if we're starting to make decisions from a feeling versus what we think we should do, then it's just going to feel a lot better. You're going to enjoy the journey. You're going to have a lot more fun. And when you hit that goal that you're after, you're not going to hit it and be like, oh, like now what? And like feel crappy because you've already visualized it and felt it for so long that when you hit it, you're going to be like, oh, this is it. Like, this is what I have been like working toward. This is what I've been waiting for. Um, And I utilize it in my life by 
I just do breath work most mornings. I'm not perfect, but (laughs) (laughs) at least a few times a week, um, I'll listen to just like a breath work, a guided breath work audio, either one that I've done, or I also have like the pause breath work app. Um, but I do breath work in the morning. I do it in the car. Sometimes I will do it sitting in a waiting room. I'll just like breathe for a minute. I think for a lot of us, we all breathe so shallow and we have such a beautiful gift of breath. And so if you're ever sitting there and this is, I try to pull myself out of overwhelm. I also do a lot of like noticing sensations moving throughout your body, like maybe noticing what a certain emotion feels like in your body. Because I think when we start to really get in tune with ourselves, then we can start to recognize, oh, this actually isn't a no. This is a, I'm a little bit scared, Mm. but really excited to like try that new thing. And so we really gain an awareness into ourselves and it allows ourselves to like open that intuition back up so that we can listen without the logical brain being like, you can't do that because of this. Or what if this happens? It's like, let's just see how this goes. And you just like get to do it. And so that's kind of how I've incorporated it into my life. Just trying to keep a regular breathwork practice. Um, if my 16 year old is driving, definitely a lot of breathwork is really great there, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, much needed at that point. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) She's terrifying, but yeah, it's just, it's all about coming back to you. And I think that's the coolest thing about it. Cause I think for a lot of us, we feel lost in motherhood. We feel lost in our businesses. We feel lost in our relationships. Like I was the queen of self-abandonment and Mm. it was like a good and a bad (laughs) because like going through the breathwork facilitator training, I mean, it was intense. It was six months of intense work, but it helped me see a lot of the blind spots I had in my relationships too, and what I wanted to shift there. And then also it began giving me the courage to show up. Like I always say, like, be her now, but like show up as that version of you that you desire to be and embody her. And you do that through the breath. You can do that through breath work. You can tap into her and decide from there, like, how would she show up? But she's already within you. And so Mm. it's just about like pulling her out. I know that was like a long-winded answer to both of your questions. No, I love it. (laughs) I love it. No, that was perfect. I, I, I love the, the be her now thing, because it's just like, I think people get really caught up in, we hear this talk of like stepping into your higher self or visualizing your higher self. What is the next level version of you look like. And when you've done a lot of this kind of work and you've gone through a lot of like personal growth stuff, it's kind of easy for you in a sense to kind of visualize that, figure that out, know what that means. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're in those beginning stages, it's, it's a lot more difficult because it's like, oh, well I can visualize my goals and I, I know what I want but I have no idea how to get from point A to point B. And so visualizing that like higher self, that higher version of you, it's kind of hard for some people. And so I I love that idea of be her now, because it's like, oh, you know, if you're not fully in tune with what that higher version is going to look like, that's okay. 
But how would she act now? How would she respond now? How would she show up in this moment right now? And just trying to like take those little tiny baby steps of going, okay, well, I think the best version of me would act this way, would respond this way and starting to implement that just day to day. And, you know, it's just like one, one foot after the other, you're taking those little baby steps to become the higher version of you, even if you don't fully know what that looks like yet. And so I love that concept because I think that's, that can kind of sometimes be a hard thing to grasp because it doesn't feel tangible. And and like you've said, it it doesn't feel logical sometimes. And, and so I think we get really like in our own heads about that. And then we're just kind of like going with it. Cause it's like, Oh, everybody else is going with it and has it figured out. So I'm just going to like pretend that I also know what my higher self looks like. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it just becomes this, like, mm, are you really utilizing it to its full potential? And, yeah. and do you re- are you really leaning into like who that person is that you want to be? Yeah. Um, so I, I love that. Yeah, I love that thank so much. You. Well, and I think that breath work too, it like, it closes that gap a little bit because I think we have where we are, right. Which is our current reality. And so we also get to make decisions. So let's just say like you have, let's just say you have an income goal of like a hundred thousand and you're not quite there yet. And so it's like, okay, the highest version of me is over here, making a hundred thousand dollars a year showing up in this way, but I'm still like living in this current reality right now. So how do we start to close the gap? And that's where the filling comes in because it's like, okay, if hundred thousand dollar you were in your current situation, yeah, like you said, what decision would she make here? Because you're going to make different financial decisions. You're going to make different like decisions on how you're going to show up because like this version has figured it out. Right. And this version is still figuring it out. And so it's like, okay, well, this maybe the highest version of me would notice, oh, this thing's not working in my marketing, in my business or in whatever. Let's shift it a little bit. Maybe the highest version of me is having a lot more fun figuring it out. And is like, Mm -hmm. oh, how can I make this a game? This is what I do with myself. But I'm like, how can I make this a (laughs) game? I do this too. I want everything to be a game. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, let's try this messaging for this reel today. Or like, you know, something else. And you start to notice what's resonating because it's about who you're becoming on the journey. Like, this is why I think, I mean, it's great to have a goal and all, but it's also one of the biggest key things is like who you are becoming along the journey. And are you enjoying the journey? Because I'm pretty sure the highest version of you is probably having a hell of a lot of fun. So (laughs) how can the version of you continue to have fun while you're getting there? Even if you feel like, this freaking sucks right now. I'm tired of my current reality. I want out of this space. I know what I'm capable of. Now we get to close the gap. And that is, that's where breathwork really comes into play because it helps you close the gap and find the answers from your highest self instead of trying to sit over here as you in this moment, feeling kind of down about life and stressed and frustrated. It's like, let's bypass all that brain shit and let's like tap in and be like, okay, what does the highest version of myself think? And oh man, the downloads you start to get, that's my favorite part is just the downloads because how often do you allow yourself to just get quiet? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That, and I think that that's the hard part, right? It's just like getting quiet and sitting with yourself and sitting with your thoughts and your emotions and 
sometimes it's emotions where it's like, mm, I don't want to go there, you know, yeah. and just allowing yourself to do that and go through that process. Oh, that's like where it gets really good. Yeah. So what would you say, like, what would your advice be to somebody who maybe is kind of a little, they're a little more focused on the logic mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, I, I hear you. I want to try this. I want to sit with it. I want to close that gap, but I don't know what I'm hearing. I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm, I'm trying to get quiet with myself, but I just don't know where to start. I don't know what the next step is. And, you know, I know my higher self is bringing in this income. She's having fun. She's showing up this way, but I, I, I can't get myself there now. So what do I do? Like, what, what's your Mm -hmm. advice for that? Like, how do they bypass their, their very logical brain being like, no, this isn't going to work and, and really lean into that and lean into this practice. Yeah. Um, I would say try it. Like if, if you're like, okay, I want to try breath work, like maybe I need. And for me, it was like the game changer. Right. And so if you're feeling like you're trying to mindset your way out of everything, let's try a different practice. Let's throw in a somatic tool, try breath work. But another thing that you can do as well is just, you've heard like the quality of the questions is the quality of your life, right? Like the quality of your life is the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. So it's like, okay, if you sit down with a notebook today and you just ask yourself, if I was making a hundred thousand dollars a year, having a lot of fun, my life looked how I wanted it to look, how would I be showing up? And that's where you're going to kind of find like those gaps in there is it's like, oh yeah, I'm actually not doing that. I'm doing this because I think a lot of times we either have this fear of failure or fear of success. And so we do the things we think we should, right? We need branding (laughs) colors. We need a logo. We need like, and we get hung up on creating graphics. Well, I'm sorry, but those are not going to make you the hundred thousand dollars. Like who, if you look at my feed, I'm like, (laughs) I don't care anymore about the aesthetics of it. I don't need this and maybe that was me throwing the photography brain out the window of like <laughs> wanting this pretty aesthetic but i'm like what if you're just putting out value like yes somebody wants like a clear vision to look at when they come to your page right like oh what is this girl talking about but maybe you're throwing in too many things that just like aren't getting you anywhere and so it's like you've got to get really real with yourself about how is she showing up? If you had everything that you wanted, how would you show up every day? Because maybe you're living in, well, this is my current reality and this really sucks. And so then you're showing up in that energy. Um, something else I love doing. And I actually was laying in there this morning in bed and I was like, Oh, I got away from this practice. What am I doing? But I will write a letter to myself from one year in the future me. And it'll be like, here's all the things that that we accomplished this year. It felt so good. You've had so much fun doing this and this. You've done this. And it's just like all the things that I've wanted to do throughout the year. And I just, I write that letter to myself. I was doing it every single day, writing that letter, writing that letter. And I mean, you can do this through breath work too. Um, I actually have like some free breath work audios. I think they'll be in the show notes. I think I threw one in your thing. Yeah, yeah, we'll put all of that in the show notes for sure. Yeah, but it's like just deciding every single day how you want to show up. Because if you think about your brain, it's not wired for happiness. I can tell you that. It is wired for survival. So don't shame yourself 
for not doing the things. Don't beat yourself up for not doing the things because it definitely uses a lot less brain capacity and brain power to be like, oh, I already know how to create graphics. Let's go over here and do this and like have fun doing that. Or, oh, I know how to watch Netflix at night instead of like doing that thing I told myself, right? So we like avoid. And, but it's like, but what if you want to change that? And it takes like 21 days. I think I read this somewhere the other day, but it takes like 21 days to change a neural pathway. And so just start doing something different. Start with the journal, start asking yourself, okay, if I was there, how would I show up today? If I, if life did feel really good, how would I show up today? If I was living life, how I wanted to, how would I show up today? Because I think a lot of times we start to let one, watch who you tell your big dreams and goals to, because mm. we all know <laughs> maybe we've all made the Girl, mistake. And I've been told again. <laughs> Be careful who you tell <laughs> your dreams and goals to. It's true. It's true. Because I think sometimes they put you back in your brain. You're like in your body. You're so excited about it. And then you tell somebody about it and they're like, oh, but is that really real- realistic? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. Well, and then you start to logic your way out of it. So it's just like, be careful who you tell, (laughs) tell things to, because you don't want them to pull you out of it. But also like, just think about how you show up every day. Like, I think it's just really a conscious decision to choose and allow room for rest. Like, this is something I was terrible at, which is why I burnt myself out with photography is I would just like. I couldn't shut it off. I couldn't shut it off and just in there (laughs) and I'm, it's just awful. And now I'm, I just sit here. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be on social media today. So I don't. (laughs) Yeah. And I quit beating myself up. I think that we've all like been in that burnout phase for sure. Um, I love that you mentioned, be careful who, who you tell your like goals to and stuff. Cause I, I really think like, I think we get caught up in like, trying to network, trying to build community, you know, get yourself in the room, like that kind of mentality. And we mistake our network for our circle. And I really believe like, like grow your network, try to really build up a huge network for yourself, but keep your circle small. Right. And, and your circle is those people that you, you know, you can trust with those big dreams and goals and ambitions for yourself because you know that they're going to allow you to figure it out the way you need to figure it out. And they're just going to be there to support you and maybe guide you a little along the way. And they're never going to pull you back into your own head. They're never going to like, you know, put down any of your ambitions. They're never going to tell you something isn't logical or isn't rational or whatever. Um, and so I I think it, it, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, build your community, grow your network, but keep your circle small and, and just be hyper aware of who you're letting in on your goals, your ideas, your, your ambitions, and, and even kind of who you're letting in on your, your thoughts and your limiting beliefs, because, you know, I I love to believe that people have the best of intentions, but sometimes the best of intentions just it's not good enough, you know, and everybody's different. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody's business is different. Everybody's mind is different. So you just kind of have to be hyper aware of that and be a little bit careful. Um, I also love that you mentioned just like writing down how 
uh, like how the higher version of you would show up today. And I love the letter to yourself from for a year from now, just because like, for me, writing things down makes the biggest difference. Yeah. Like I can be so in my head about it. And if I just get it out on paper, it changes everything for me. And so like every single day I sit down and, you know, I've got kind of a, a running list in my head of the things I need to do today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it would be super easy to just dive right in and start getting them done. But every single day I sit down and I just make a to-do list of like everything that I need to do. Even if I know there's no way I can get through this to-do list today, even if it's a thing that really doesn't need to be done until next week, like I make that to-do list because it just gets it out of my head and yeah. seeing it on paper. And then let's be real, like having the satisfaction <laughs> of checking things off on paper. Right. right. Um, that's really why I do it. But like just doing that, it makes all the difference in the world. And so I think it's just, it's that same kind of concept of like, oh, if I'm scared of something, if I'm worried about something, if I'm feeling a little unsure or uneasy about something, like just getting that out on paper, it does get you out of your head. And it gets you into that space a little bit more where you can say like, okay, how would she show up, right? Like how would that that future better version of me show up in this moment or show up today? Or what would she, you know, spend her time on today? And maybe it's not jumping into Canva making graphics, you know? Yeah. Um, and we've all gotten in that we we all have those things where we'd rather waste time doing this because it's comfortable. Yeah. Um, and I think it just kind of goes back to that, like do one thing every day that scares you mentality. Yeah. Right. And just leaning into that. Sometimes that doesn't need to be, you know, skydiving out of a plane. It, it just, <laughs> it can look like sitting with yourself and being quiet and, and leaning into to those thoughts and those emotions or, or diving into something new, maybe a a tool or a platform that you're not used to, or hopping on a call with someone that you don't know really well. And you're kind of nervous about it. Like those things that scare you like just enough, those are the good things to do. Those are the good things to spend your time doing. Cause if you can get comfortable with like being uncomfortable with yourself, then you do, you start to grow that, that mentality of being really in tune with you and feeling more confident. Right. I think all of this goes along with confidence, just hand in hand so much. Yeah. And you know, I always say, as you're talking, when you're like, get it out on paper, it's like, I always use this analogy of fireflies in a jar, but if you picture fireflies in a jar with the lid on tight, they're going to keep buzzing around and like hitting all the edges. Cause I do the same thing. If I start to feel that frustration and that overwhelm creeping in, and I don't like spew it all out on paper, like spewing it out on paper definitely calms you down. But if you think about fireflies in a jar, you think about your brain or your body and you've got all these fireflies flying around. So you've got all these, your body stores like the stories and the beliefs and the big or little T trauma that may have happened like in the past, right? That bully on the playground, your body stores that energetically. And then our thoughts just continue to bounce around hitting the edges of the jar. When we get it all out on paper, Or when we allow ourselves to release it through the breath, it's like taking that lid off. Now, when you take that lid off and all the fireflies fly out, there's so much more room for like creativity, new ideas, new direction to flow in to the jar. But if we just keep trying to stuff more fireflies in when all these other fireflies are flying around, we're never going to be able to make sense of any of it. And so getting it out on paper, yes, we do get to check it off and you'll start to notice like repetitive patterns in what you're writing, which will also help 
lead you where you're going. Like if you're coming down the stairs to a basement, right? You can't see the whole basement as you're coming down. It's like the landing spot starts to appear. And then (laughs) as you get past that wall, then you can see like the whole living room and where the hallway leads to the bedrooms and like all of that. And so it's the same thing. Yeah. We start to gain so much clarity, let go of so much stress and overwhelm and frustration through the act of writing. And who doesn't like a good check check mark? (laughs) (laughs) It's that like little win, right? Like you get so much satisfaction from just like crossing it off and and checking it off. It's just like, oh, it's glorious. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love the firefly analogy though. I think that's such a good like visual aid of of what this process is really like. And yeah, and you're right. Like if you don't, if you don't like allow yourself that space to get those downloads, to pour into yourself, to lean into like what that higher version of you will look like, then yeah, like it just, it gets very cramped, you know, like you just, it, it's, it's busy and it's just busy for busy sake, you know, like it's, there's not, there's not time for you to sit with like, well, why am I doing this thing? Why am I spending my time here? Why do I keep running back to this? Why does this feel so comfortable? Why is this my, you know, bad habit? Why is this my go-to reaction? You don't get to sit with those things because you're not allowing yourself the space. And so I love that analogy because it's just such a beautiful visual of giving yourself the freedom and the Mm -hmm. space to sit with that and really find yourself, really hear your own voice to know what to do next and to know how to like take that next step in whether it's breaking a bad habit or building a new one or, you know, just like those little baby steps, like you've got to have that space. And like, I don't think we can stress that enough because like, I know I'm, I was the kind of person that I would hear that, you know, at a conference or on a podcast or whatever. And I'd be like, Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. I'm write it down in my notebook. And then I'd go home and nothing would change. Yeah. And so it's just like, we just can't stress it enough that you've got to allow yourself that space. And maybe it's not, you know, a 30 minute morning breathwork session for you. Maybe that seems really unattainable right now. Okay. So just start with that. Start with that checklist, start with sitting down and getting it out on paper. Take five minutes to just write down, like, how would future me, better version of me show up today? What would she do? How would she spend her time? Yeah. And just build on it from there. I think everybody like sees, you know, people like you who have spent so much time like mastering this really like honing in on this craft. Cause that's what it is. Right. Yep. And really like getting comfortable with themselves and they're like, oh, mine doesn't look like that. So this doesn't right. work for me. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, but like, and this is why I think it's so important to like share our stories. Like, look how far you came from that 18 year old starting a family to now, like, yeah, there's so much in there that you had to work through and overcome. And even when you started like leaning into getting coaches and jumping in masterminds and doing all of this stuff, it still happened where you had to come back and, and quiet, you know, everybody else and quiet the noise to hear your own voice. And so it's just like, it's always this journey of having to create the space for yourself. And it's just like, doing it little by little one step at a time Mm -hmm. is how it works. And so like, I think it's just so important for us to share that kind of stuff so that people recognize like, yeah, your day one, isn't going to look like this, but 
Yeah. Your day one might just be sitting down for five minutes, writing this out and just building from there on what needs to happen for you to become that best version of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it takes. And even five minutes of breath, three minutes of breath, like just can do so much. Just breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, just sit there. Cause that's about, I am not a meditator. I can't meditate. Like <laughs> I cannot, they're like, push the thoughts out of your brain. And I'm like, how the hell do you do that? Because I cannot, <laughs> we're not going anywhere. Yeah. No. And so that's what I like about breathwork is you can focus on, okay, I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. I'm breathing in. So it gives you something to focus on, but yeah, like start small, start with journaling for five minutes, start with breathwork for five minutes, start with like whatever resonates with you take it and run. I am not the queen of morning routines. Like I think I'm Girl. the queen of habit. Yeah. My morning oh my looks gosh. a lot the same every morning, <laughs> but like, I do notice some self-abandonment habits of like, Oh, I don't want to turn the lamp on because my husband's sleeping next to me or like, you know, I don't want to wake the kids up or like whatever excuse my brain wants to come up with as to why I shouldn't journal that morning or it's winter and like the studio's cold now and it's a sunroom. <laughs> and so like we have a little heater out there, but anyways, like just little things like that. And all it's just, like, just recognize. Yeah. Your brain is going to offer up all the reasons why you shouldn't do it and why you shouldn't wake up five minutes earlier and why you shouldn't do this. And this is the discomfort that Haley's talking about of like, okay, this sucks, but I'm going to roll out of bed right now because I told myself I would. Yeah. And you're going to start to notice how like that's going to build the confidence within yourself too, because a lot of times it's really easy to break promises to ourselves because nobody else knows, right? If we don't tell anybody else, like, Hey, I'm going to start getting up five minutes earlier so that I can do this. Well, if we don't tell anybody and we don't have any accountability, then we're accountable to ourselves. And how easy is it for us to just throw ourselves under the bus and be like, eh, nobody knows, but it's like, your brain knows, like your brain's going to remember your body's going to remember, and you're going to find yourself in this I beat myself up in my head a lot when I do this, but like, if I don't do what I told myself, my brain's like, see, like, I knew you wouldn't do it. Like, I just, mm -hmm. I have this like manager oh, yeah. part of me. This has been really cool to dive into with my therapist, but like this manager part of me <laughs> that like beats up this other part of me. And so it's just, I feel like I sound like a crazy talking right now, but like, <laughs> you don't, you sound like all of us. You okay. sound like all of us. We're but all like, feeling that. Yeah. And so then you just like beat yourself up in the, in your head. And this is where your confidence starts to wane is because no, nobody else is here to provide you with your confidence. Nobody else is here to provide you with the support that you need to give to yourself. And so we do this by starting small, by starting with five minutes in the morning, like, don't go crazy. Please don't try to change 10 things at once. It's like one, <laughs> one baby step till it becomes a habit. But yeah, and you're just going to start to notice a shift within yourself where you start to like feel pretty good. You're like, oh yeah, I've got this. And your confidence just builds from there because you're keeping those small promises to yourself instead of throwing your most important relationship under the bus, which is your relationship with you. So yeah. Oh gosh, that could be a whole episode. <laughs> on its own, right? Like we could, we could dive so far down into that rabbit hole because it's true. It's like, we're our own worst critic mm -hmm. and, and we're always going to be 
you know, to ourselves, the, the mean girl that's pushing us around. Like yeah. we're our biggest critic, our biggest bully every single time. And I love that you brought that up. Cause like, I, I know my, my like go-to, like when I revert into that, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'll start, I'll start on Monday because I want to yeah. start. I want to start like on day one of the week. And I want like a clean slate this week's too stressful. I'll start on Monday yeah. and then Monday comes and it doesn't happen. And I'm like, it's okay. Like Monday didn't matter that much. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. I, I, I know I'll yep. do it tomorrow. And then all of a sudden it's Thursday and it's like, well, I'll start on Monday. Like I, yeah. I want a clean slate. I'll start on Monday. And it's so like, I catch myself sometimes and look, not that there's anything wrong with starting on Monday. Like if you're actually really stressed and you're just like, I need the weekend, that's fine. But like yeah. recognize when that's a bad habit for you. Cause like, I know now if I tell myself I'm going to start on Monday, then I'm like, I need to drop everything and start this right now. You know, like, because if I don't, I'm not starting on Monday and I know yeah. that and I'm, I'm, it's never going to start. I'm never going to get there. And so like, it's, and it's little, it's like little things. Like I'll be like, oh, you know, I really need to get, this has been one for me lately. I really need to get back on Instagram Mm -hmm. and, and get back to like producing content. I have all this content that I've made. That's just sitting on my phone. I just need to post it, like write the caption, post the thing, just be done with it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'll start on Monday. And then Monday comes around and it's like, oh, there were, there were emails. There was this, there was that I was launching this thing or doing this, or this came up or and there's all these excuses for why I didn't post on Monday when it takes two seconds to hit post. Yeah. And so it's like just constantly finding yourself in those situations where it's like, what is your go-to? Is it, I'll start on Monday. Is it, I'll start tomorrow. Is it, oh, well, when I hit this goal, then I'll start when I do this, then I'll start. It's like you said, like your studio is cold. It's like, you'll come up with every excuse in the book for why you can't start right now. And I know we hear that so often of like, you know, just like start today, you know, just get it done today. Like start today, take baby steps, do whatever. And it's just like, we hear that all the time, but I think we overlook how good of advice it is, you know, because it's like, we're constantly setting ourselves up for failure and for disappointment by saying, I'll start tomorrow by saying, I'll start on Monday. And then it's like, you said, like you get to Monday, you didn't do it. And then your brain is like, see, told you, you yeah. suck at this. You, yeah. you, you don't, you break promises to yourself. You're not committed enough. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and like, that's how it is. I know that's how it is for me. I'll say, I'm going to start on Monday. And then I don't. And then my brain goes, oh, you're just not managing your time as well as everybody else. Oh, you're just like not good at time management. And you start to create this narrative of like, oh, I'm just not a productive person. That's my problem. And it's like, no, you, you totally are a productive person. You're just giving yourself the wrong narrative. And so I I think that's, what's so beautiful about this entire thing is it, it's all so interlocked and so tied together that it's like, when you sit down in the morning and do that, you know, three, four or five minutes of breath work, just even that little bit of time to sit down and do that and really center yourself and start to say like, okay, well, what stories, what narratives am I telling myself? Then you, yeah. you allow that space for yourself to like recognize those patterns, recognize those bad habits yeah. and, and start to make those little tiny tweaks that make all the difference in the world. Yeah. And don't judge them. Like if you really think about the brain being wired for survival, um, 
it, it, that it is what it is, is your brain's just trying to conserve energy. And so doing that new thing is going to take a lot more brain power than like doing the old thing that you're comfortable with. And so that's why your brain don't do that. Like it's cold. This is, is because yeah, it's trying to avoid that thing because it's going to take a lot more brain power to do it. And that's where we have to just uh, suck it up, suck <laughs> it up, breathe. buttercup. Yep. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Take five yep. deep breaths. Take and lots of deep breaths. <laughs> yes. And something that has been super helpful for me too, is if there's something I need to get done. I mean, I don't know whose idea through this last launch, whose idea it was to like switch systems and do all of this. And I kept finding myself like falling back into that old, like, well, the link's not set up right. This isn't set up right. Like, yeah. It's going to take a minute and that's your brain just wants to survive. Your brain wants you to hit the end of the day, conserving the most energy as possible and surviving the day. And so that's where we get to like make that conscious decision from the best version of ourselves and be like, okay, how would she show up today? And putting it on the calendar, something I'll like schedule it in. I'll make sure there's nothing else. I block it on my Google calendar so that I make sure that I have that space. And then I like sometimes have to really just like force myself to do that thing. But I find, I don't know if it's the same for you, but once I start getting into it, let's just say like content creation or typing captions, like it might take me a minute to warm up on the days that I really don't feel like it, but then it's like you find this groove and it just flows oh, for and sure. it works. You get and that so, momentum. Yeah. So it's like, give your safe, give yourself space for that and just yeah. slap that bad boy on the calendar and make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. This was so amazing. So many good nuggets here. I hope everybody will at the very least today, like just go take a couple deep breaths and start writing down like maybe just some thoughts about how your higher self would react to the day and just go from there. But, you know, integrating that breathwork practice and really leaning into this, this idea of creating space for yourself. It's so beautiful and it's going to be so helpful to you and open so many doors. So I hope everybody goes and tries this because it was so good. Um, we're going to close out with just our rapid fire round. So these are just some like fun, lighthearted questions, um, that will just like breeze through really fast. Are you ready? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> what is one thing I this other than breath work? Let's say other than breath work. Cause okay, I, I know okay. that's going to be the thing other than breath work. What is one thing that you do every day that makes you feel alive and on fire exercise? Mm, I love that goes along with breath work for just like, yeah, you know, like yep. getting, getting in your body and, and moving and, and all of that. I love that. Yep. Uh, what is the last book or podcast that you loved? Oh my gosh. Can it be a book I'm in the middle of? Sure. <laughs> okay. It's called the science of stuck, but it's like Ooh. everything that we've talked about today. And I, I am, I'm loving it. Ooh, I haven't read that one. I'll have to add that to my list. Do it. Do it. It's good. Yes. We'll do. <laughs> if you had $10,000 to invest in your business right now, how would you use it? I would hire some more help and probably join a fun mastermind. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Amazing. Um, Obviously, Females on Fire, you know, you've been around for a bit. We're big on encouraging other women, supporting other women. So who is one other woman 
that you would love to just give a shout out to you want everybody to go follow her? Oh my gosh. I really love and look up to Jessica Jovanovich. I think you probably know her. Do you know her? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's a fast foundations coach too, but love her. Yes. <laughs> love her. I think a lot, some of our listeners will remember her. She spoke at one of our summits. So yeah. Yeah. If you're not already following her, definitely a must. All right. Last rapid fire question. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Best piece of advice I've ever been given. Only you know what's best for you. Nobody Mm. else is living your life. Like basically was like the gist of it. Like nobody else is living what you're living. If it doesn't feel good to you, don't do it. Like let, let that go. This is where the shitting came in. But like, I think a lot of times we do, we continue to live based on our past, based on how we were raised, based on what society has taught us, based on what our religion has taught us. And so we continue to think, why aren't we happy? Because we're doing the things that we should be doing. And we never take a moment to step back and be like, does this actually feel good to me? So yeah. that is like, that's Ooh. what I would say. Oh, I love that one. And it goes along so perfectly with the whole episode that we just talked about. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell everybody where they can find you, Amanda. Where can they follow along? Where can they go check out all your stuff, all your downloads, all everything? Yes. So I am on Instagram the most at Amanda Clark studios. And then I also have a podcast called braving the mountain and a breathwork membership that doors actually open again early January, but, um, it's called the breathwork collective, but that's like also another space. That's just like a super awesome place to connect with other women on the same journey as you and just support and lift each other up along the way. So those are like the three places I am the most. And then I have, I mean, I have a YouTube channel, but (laughs) so if you want to watch my podcasts instead of just listen, that's an option. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. Amazing. We will put all of that in the show notes. So make sure you head over there and just check out all of those links to go follow Amanda and just hear more from her and dive into this you know, concept of breath work and, and see how it works for your, for you and your business and your life. Amanda, thank you so much. Uh, I know it was such a process getting you on the show, (laughs) but I'm so glad we finally did. It was so worth it. The timing was amazing. And I'm just really happy for all of the, the wisdom and the knowledge that you brought today and you just being so willing to share that. So thank you so much just for your time and energy today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. And that's a wrap. Head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes, find fun bonuses, or grab your Females on Fire merch. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, and then share your favorite takeaway on Instagram and tag us at Females on Fire so we can repost you. Want more? Join us in the Firestarter Club, a monthly membership focused on helping you grow your business and your network. And tune back in every Wednesday and Friday for brand new episodes to keep you fired up for those big dreams.